Yo, what's going on, everyone? It is your girl, Miss DJ Hoodie, also known as Audrey Coimba. Sup? <laughs> Thanks, Michelle, for being here. Yeah, this one was kind of out of the blue, like how most of them are. I'm trying so hard to be on a schedule and I just can't do it. I don't know what the hell my day or days are gonna be like. So yeah, what up everyone? You are all listening to another Wine Run Podcast Live. What is today? Today is Monday, December 19th, 2022. And uh, <laughs> thanks Michelle for liking the show. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to air her business, but <laughs> she mentioned something and yeah, I bet it's, uh, I bet it's stressful. Um, I've actually had someone uh, move in with me and my boyfriend at the time and uh, yeah, I don't know. He just seemed to be so like... Um, Oh, hey, what's going on, Taurus? Hi. What up? Welcome. How are you doing? How are you feeling today? But no, the dude that we adopted, <laughs> um, he just seemed very particular about a lot of things. And I get it. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's like, Like, you offer someone a glass of water, and they're just very like, oh, is it filtered? Do you got any ice? Or I can't drink from this kind of cup. Or, <laughs> you know, it's just things like that. And it's like, all right, well, we just got to adapt uh, to, you know, uh, change a few things, adapt to one another. And I just kind of felt like, you know what? Like, you got to adapt to the shit that we got. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because, um, well, it's not like you're a guest anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you're actually, like, living here. I don't know. Like, it just, I can just imagine. But I'm very, like, um, you guys already know that I'm materialistic. And I give a fuck about my things that I worked hard for. And when I feel like my shit, my material things, my home everything that I care about, everything that I've taken care of, uh, when it gets handled, mishandled, if it's get, if it gets, like, damaged or, oh, dude, you're out the house. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, materialistic things can be repaired or they can be replaced, but nah, dude. And when shit happens to your things while in their watch, or in their care, they still act like they're not responsible for it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Torres says, I can't complain. Just another wonderful day and yourself. I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know what kind of day I'm going to have. Um, the time right now is 1.49 p.m. So uh, for me anyhow. And I just feel like my... I mean, I don't know. Are, are you guys this way? Like, you wake up and 
not that you're groggy not that you know like you oh my gosh this is probably something that we all have to do right but what i'm trying to get at is as soon as i wake up in the morning yeah you kind of don't have a clue of how your day's gonna go i mean you could have like things scheduled you can have plans but we never put it into our heads that yo today is gonna be a great day you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna make my day like the best and receiving michelle's message this morning it really put me there like i actually had like instead of me saying it to myself like i think we all should do right i had a wonderful beautiful person tell me that and i'm like yes ma'am <laughs> like i'm gonna do that i'm gonna strive for that but as of right now is it working <laughs> Oh, hey, Ralph. What's going on? What up? Shut up. I don't know. Like, am I still in that headspace of just, like, I just woke up? You know what I mean? Um, Let's see. Michelle says, make today a great day. I, I will. After I cut this stream off, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to do a painting. I'm going to go out and knock out all those deliveries. Yes. Uh, Tara says, you don't know yet. <laughs> you should know as soon as you wake up. I should. But I don't know. Um, Like I said, <laughs> is it? Is it? Okay, we discussed this. A narcissistic behavior, right? We uh, create problems to every solution, right? And I'm not saying I'm a narcissist. It's narcissistic behavior. So as soon as I wake up, it's the majority of the time, it's not good. Because I told you guys that when I wake up in the morning, I throw up. And then after that, it's like, okay, I got it out. Now what? And maybe I shouldn't have that now what attitude. But, you know, when you, when you go through things like that, like nearly every single day for how many years right it's kind of like you don't know what to think i guess that's my point um let's see your mind is like a remote control how you program yourself is how you'll program taurus says yes yes i don't disagree with that yeah you're right I don't know like I'm kind of getting to that point where it's like all right I've already adapted to throwing up every damn morning and it's like okay once once I get it out it's out you know what I mean like it, it's out how do you feel okay I feel a lot better and it's like okay well go out there and do something and yo I just feel like I guess I'm not as I guess I'm not as put together as I thought you know what I'm saying I don't know I don't know if it has anything to do with my health 100% um let's see Ralph says just 
so you know i can't hear you on twitch oh for real oh well you know what i don't know what's going on with my twitch account twitch is so hard for me to navigate it was so much easier like two years ago but with all their fucking updates i mean twitter's the same way i used to stream on twitter as well and i don't know they're i don't know i, I think they're just kind of knocking a lot of like fake accounts down and shit like that i mean i don't know you never know but thanks for letting me know i'll probably just cut it cut it off because i have i have all my programs running at the same time so that well i guess accounts on other platforms so i'm only streaming on one platform and it goes everywhere so i'm gonna have to tap into all of those and shake it up um oh thanks you guys for liking the show thank you uh Tori says always good to vent and release all the toxins from the heart and let the mind be free yes i can read but i'm far away from my screen <laughs> thanks taurus yeah for sure yo we need to practice that like for real um let me tell you guys you know how i just said hey what up chris what's up um you know how i just said like okay i i guess i'm not as put together as i thought right i could probably feel that way a couple years ago but i feel like as the years goes on it's not just our health that deteriorates you know like we get older we're aging shit's happening to our bodies you know we wake up sore as fuck and all we did was walk the previous day but we just wake up so achy you know like it's like our yeah like our bodies have a clock right and i could be waking up from stress what are my stresses so I got to tap that shit back and it's like, all right, well, you know, I'm painting in a sketchbook. It's just a sketchbook. I mean, I, I, I love that you guys are viewing my sketches, my paintings and things like that. It really makes me happy to see that you guys are just looking at it. You know, it that really, really makes me feel good because I'm not doing any art shows. I'm not like going out and, you know, COVID just kind of fucked everything up, right? Because I was doing like museum appearances and i was demonstrating in front of a lot of people while everybody sipping wine and having their noses up in the air looking at you know artwork thinking that they're better and you know like that's that was my life right that's the kind of art community that i was in so the only thing now is instagram does it stress me out hell yeah it does because I could be painting and recording, right? You guys seen those clips. Dude, it fucking takes like 30 minutes to edit a 30 second video. And I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> but I gotta pretend like I like it. You know, like, it's like, you know what, Adi? Like, you're, okay, I don't like painting in sketchbooks because sketchbooks, for me as an artist, that's something personal. And yeah, it's up to me, it's my choice, what I wanna do with it, like who I want to see it. And of course I'm sharing it with you guys. But 
for me, I feel like if I'm painting in my sketchbook, it's not, in a way, I'm destining it to not go anywhere. Like, to not leave my studio or my office. And I know that's necessarily not true. I could tear that page out of the sketchbook and do whatever the fuck I want with it. And I, in the middle, in the middle of paint strokes, I'm asking myself, like, you're supposed to be enjoying this. This isn't supposed to be stressful. Like, why, why am I feeling that pressure? And it's not so much as like I'm pressuring myself to get something out there for you guys to see because I just snap a picture and boom, upload it, it's done. But I just feel like <laughs> if you guys have been listening to me for years, you guys know that every little thing bothers me. It pisses me off. People piss me off. Just every little thing, it does bother me. And it's like, why the fuck am I like that? And I was talking to, uh, to, uh, I don't know his last name, but his name is Sean. It is not the dude Sean. It's a different Sean. He's a model. And I know most of you guys know him on Instagram. And we were talking a couple months ago and we were talking about like, I don't even know if I should do my art. And he was like, what? Like, you got to keep doing your art. And I was like, yeah, but why though? Because the way that I perceive things, and maybe I just need to get the fuck out there. Like, maybe I need to just go back to an art show, book something, whatever. I don't know what it is, but this was how I was feeling at the time. I was like, dude, people aren't interested in a painting. I don't see it. I don't see it anymore. And they always want to alter what you what you're doing with it or what you're, you know, what colors you're using or whatever. And I don't really do commissioned work unless it's furniture. But if I'm doing like a simple painting, it's just how I'm doing it. But skip all of that. I was telling Sean, like, yo, I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. You know, it just it just doesn't feel I don't feel fulfilled. And it's like I should be doing it for myself. And remember, if we take it back a couple episodes ago, I was telling you guys that I have never played with paints. Like I've never painted anything for myself. I forced myself to get this sketchbook to learn how to paint for myself just for the fuck of it for myself I don't need to practice nothing so for me it's like okay so what just paint anything and the other side of me is like yeah just paint anything okay well what do I paint whatever the fuck you want to paint well I don't know what to paint just pick something to paint okay what colors do I use just pick any color (laughs) and I'm having these debates with myself and I'm just like fuck dude like okay Adi whatever you paint in a sketchbook it don't have to go anywhere but I am so used to painting something 
perfect. That's just the, the type of artist that I am. Now, there's two types of artists, at least that I know of, that I've known for all of my life, is that there is a artist that calls themselves loose or loose painting. And loose painting is you take a paintbrush and you hold it at the very end of the, of the handle and you paint like that so when you when you make a a a brush stroke it's very messy like it's very you know loose you you really have no control over it um no matter what kind of paint that you use you can use acrylic you can use watercolor you can use gouache it just lays that way because of the way that you're holding your paintbrush i am what you call a tight painter I hold the paintbrush like a pencil. So it's just the position of where you're holding your paintbrush. I'm a I'm a tight painter. And when I paint the background of what you guys see in my Instagram, that's loose painting. You see how it's all fucked up in the background? And I hate to say that about my own works because I don't paint like that. I normally don't paint like that, but I already gave you guys guys the story of what the blocks and the rectangles mean, right? Spiritually in the spirit in the spirit world, I t- I explained that to you guys, and I'm trying to do a mashup, right? And that's like a DJ term, you know, a mashup, <laughs> but I'm doing a mashup on my painting. So it's like, okay, the background can be fucked up because the world in the background of us is a very messed up place. So I'm like, okay, to me, that's a representation of how I see the world. The world is very fucked up. So, okay, the background is all fucked up. And of course, the shapes is, you know, like I said, they're portals and everybody Uh, Well, not everybody. I should take that back. There was two artists that asked me, oh, I love the loose work in your art. And to me, you know, I'm I'm very like fidgety. I fight. I I fight all the time because for me, you know, I, I, I guess I pick on people in a way like, like oh I don't know why people do that or oh that's so stupid how that person does that or I I don't fucking get how people are you know I'm very that type of person like I I question everyone's stupidity but maybe it's just me thinking that everything that everybody does is is stupid and not for a good reason that's just me looking on the surface I'm not gonna dive deep into people because I'm not gonna beke or rot in myself looking into people but anyhow and i'm like my response to that to those artists is where well of course you do of course you like it because you're that type of artist i'm not or of course you like it because you're okay with how the world is and i found that out you know i'll go on instagram and i'll look at everybody's artworks and yeah it looks messy it looks sloppy up close but of course when you pull back it 
transforms into something. But for me, you know, like I said, I pick on every little thing. And I'm just like, oh, they're wasting paint. <laughs> Damn, like, when are they going to finish this? When are they going to finish the painting, you know? And I'm like, okay, you know what, Adi? That's, that's just that artist. That's just how they work. You know, I guess they got all the money in the world to just waste paint. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to shut up. You know, yeah, it, it's nice. It's neat. Something that I've never seen before. But for me, when they compliment my work, I'm just like, well, of course you like it. Because you're that type of artist. But then they asked me, why, why are you such a tight painter? And one of the artists was like, oh, that's probably why you're so uptight. And I was just like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> like, and I, I see their point. Like, I'm just like, okay. I'll take that black eye. You know what I mean? And for me, it's like, it's not that I'm a tight ass. All right. But what I've been told growing up, not just because my dad is an artist, but again, we're going to tap it back to my culture. And I do this all the time. And you guys are probably sick of it. But I'm trying to teach you guys something. Again, if you guys want to align it with your life or in certain things that are in your life, maybe you'll figure it out. Maybe it'll become a lot more easier. But what I'm trying to get to is animals are perfect. At least the ones that are in the wild, they're free. They're not in any kind of care by a zookeeper. They're not in a cage. You know, every animal that's out there in the wild are perfect. Nothing is wrong with them. So when I paint these animals or designs in my artwork, they must, they must be perfect. That's why... I am a tight painter because it means something to me because I mean look at us we are all not in perfect health sure your health may be way way more better than mine way way more better than the other person but I paint knowing that whatever I am painting perfectly is somehow some way healing me as I'm painting it because when I look at the design I strive to be that we should want to be those things you know if you look at my dove painting you should want to be the dove you want to have peace you want to give peace you should not want to try to make anyone's life a living hell but there's motherfuckers out there that do just that. They do that on purpose to piss you off. They are not that painting. They may say it, but that's what you call a psychopath. <laughs> Hi, Brina. Brina says, I don't want hell. None of us do. But there's people out there that like to give it to other people. So if you, if you look at 
the Thunderbird painting that I'm currently painting right now. You should want to be that. You want to fly high, right? And birds that are hunters, they got perfect eyesight. They're not afraid of anything. You know, the next painting that I plan to do is an eagle, right? I've seen videos of eagles taking down like giant rams that are climbing the side of a mountain. And there's another ram that is trying to help that ram that got preyed on and they're all three of them are tumbling down this this mountain, very steep mountain. Hey, what up, Chill Will? How are yous? Um Sup? <laughs> Thanks Ralph for liking the show. Um but it did not matter to the eagle how big that ram was. The eagle went for it and they're pretty fucking smart. Yeah, you attack a motherfucker when they're like halfway up the mountain that if you tumble, tumble, and tumble, hopefully you'll break its neck and then die and boom, like you can feed the whole flock, right? So you want to be fearless and not be intimidated by size, right? So you should want to be that. You should want to. And I showed you guys in the video that, you know, part of the wing is a rain cloud. The wings that go down from the Thunderbird is it represents rain. And the tail feathers, it's lightning. See, you should be those things because the clouds and the rain, they represent happiness. Rain clouds and rain represent happiness. And the tail feathers, which were the lightning, lightning represents strength. You should want to be all of those things every single day. You should. That's why I paint it the way that it is. When that artist was like, well, I don't know why you paint so tightly. And I explained it to this person, to this artist. You should have seen this bitch's reaction. Now, let me tell you. I side-eye people all the time. You guys know that. I judge people all the time. People aren't cool with it. They don't have to be. Because for me, there's a reason why people act the way that they act. Now, I will say, in my opinion, that this person did not give a fuck about why I painted it or why I paint that way it, and it felt like my way of painting was not respected by another artist it, it should be in a way alright bye Brina thanks for stopping by and have a beautiful day I'll see you again um 
but I look at this artist and I look at her work. My opinion is that your artwork to me is a depiction of how you actually live your life. Because again, in my culture, you guys are just you guys are just getting educated on on Hopi culture, okay? So just just take that as it is. But us Hopis, we say that when you make something, paint something, you know, carve something, is actually who you are. I guess that's why I judge other artists' work. So I could look at her artwork and be like, oh, okay, she's, very, she's a very wasteful person. Because what did I just tell you guys? There was a lot of paint that was just globs of paint on a canvas. So I'm like, oh, okay, she's wasting paint. And the way that she paints is very quick. Like dab, 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 dab. You know, like she'll she'll take her, her paint spatula and dab, 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 dab. Then she'll throw the paint, dab, 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 dab. And I'm like... Oh, okay, so you're actually making something. You're not you're not angry. You're not mad. Because if you watch somebody work on a painting and they're just dabbing paint anywhere and throwing the paint, splashing the paint. And it's like, oh, okay, you're showing me your hacking skills. <laughs> like and and it's it's the motion like you you gotta like for me i watch people like that because i'm just like oh, okay I, I see what you're trying to do yeah you're trying to you know be creative and be free and allow the paint to splat where it may like and, and but it's like there could be something more as to why they paint like that like they must be very like um they must be suppressed in a way like they they must be you know and that's just their only way that they could get it out so if you were to take a psychi a psychiatrist and have them observe the artist and what they're doing how they're doing it the even down to the colors that they choose right like oh why did you grab like why did you put down the paintbrush that had the color yellow on it and run and pick up a, a mixing paint tool that looks like a knife and pick up a red color and why did you do those x motions towards the like you're swinging a sword towards a paint towards a canvas See, a psychiatrist would ask you that. <laughs> oh, okay. Be careful. Don't hurt yourself, Michelle. We'll see you right back here. <laughs> Be careful. But a psychiatrist 
would observe that artist. <laughs> they would ask why they did that. And if I were that type of artist and a psychiatrist came to me asking that, I would literally be like, what's wrong with picking up a spatula and picking up the red paint and me doing it this way? You know, because our minds, like we, we have an idea of what we're doing and what we want it to look like. But in my culture, you don't just move that way for nothing. You know, body movement is everything. You know, they call it body language and, and all of that. But there is a reason. Yeah, to us, it's just, oh, well, that's just how I do my art. But there could be a lot of things in the background deep down deep down inside within that we don't know and i think some artists is, we're very like we're, we're very creative in some ways you know sometimes i feel like i don't have enough creativity honestly because i've been doing my art like this forever I kind of don't know any other way, even though I do. You know, I, I painted, you know, hip hop artists. And the only thing, honestly, that I suck at is landscapes. Can't stand landscapes. I can paint buildings. I can paint clouds and the sky and, and all of that. But I cannot do landscapes. I, I think it maybe it's just boring. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just not interested in it. But there's I I I paint for a reason. When I'm painting a very powerful design, I'm not only praying for myself. I'm not only praying for my family. I'm praying for everyone. Because if I wasn't praying for everyone, I would have stuck with my original design, which is a full finish background. Because full finishing is like stonework. I can make a piece of wood look like stone. But instead, you know, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying the whole loose painting thing. So okay i'm i'm gonna paint loosely which represents the world because the world is a whole shit show and then i put the portals because i believe portals yeah they they give energy you know i believe bad spirits and good spirits they can teleport wherever and i believe that that's where a lot of human behavior good but more bad come from and it is affecting the world right so for me to heal the world and to bring happiness to the world to bring strength to the world in my eyes and the only way that i know how to do that is not just in prayer but to 
put that put a perfect being on that on that background which is a not so perfect world you know like I'm trying to seal it like I'm trying to seal you know and that's just me that's just me as an artist that's just me where I come from and that's just my belief you know I I want to heal the world I want everyone to get better. I don't want no no more sicknesses to come to anybody. I want us to all be in the most in the best health that we have left for the rest of our lives. I don't want us to get it any worse. And the best way that I know how to do it to bring peace to myself and everybody else is by painting it in my own time. And sharing it with the world in the best way that I know how to do it. And that's Instagram. I'm trying to get into TikTok, but no. (laughs) I only have like one video on there, but whatever. It's just my own thing. You know, I know you guys have your own thing. I don't ever want to say like, oh yeah, what I'm doing is it's going to work. And it's the only way. Nobody else's and nobody's religion and beliefs. No, 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 no. I think and hope that we are all praying for the same things. For not just ourselves, not just our families, but for the world. I don't want people to be selfish, but that's just kind of where it's going. But, you know. But, yeah. I'll be that tight-ass painter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I will continue to paint these animals, our, our designs, in a perfect manner. They're not supposed to be painted any other way. They're not supposed to be painted messy. Because I believe that if I were to paint the buffalo any way, just, just any way, splat, splat, dab, 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 dab. Oh, yeah, so it's a buffalo. You know what I'm actually doing? I'm actually picking on altering, changing nature. So if I do it over and over and over and over in the same way, same manner, same, you know, everything, you know, just not careful with my line work. I'm making the buffaloes very, very sick. I'm making them sick. They're not going to be no more. They're going to. They're not going to be strong buffaloes that we all know them to be. That's why I refuse to paint them in such a manner. Hi, Dina. Hi, Dina. It's Dina. (laughs) Hey, girl. But, you know, um, (laughs) hi, how are you? I hope you're doing well. So, yeah, I mean, that's my belief. And I'm going to keep painting them like that. It, It makes me feel good. It makes me so proud to finish a project. And it's like, 
yeah, I'm I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be strong. I'm gonna be well. You know, I'm gonna keep happy as best as I can. But you know, once I step out of this house, it's a whole different thing. You know, but I'm trying. I'm trying. And you know, when you're a person of medicine, everything gets to you. And another thing that I wanted to say was, you know, these artists that paint in such a manner. Sure, that if that's their if that's their thing, if that's their way, if that's how they, you know, for me, it's like I don't know, you're kind of helping the world be shitty. Or maybe that's how you see the world, but you know, you're kind of uh, capitalizing on it in, in painting in that way. And um, again, it's just my opinion. You know, yeah, it's great work, but I feel like that is a way to see what kind of artists and or see how they live their life or how they use things or their their vision of whatever it is. And I don't think it's right a hundred percent because it's like unfinished work they charge so much money and another thing was these artists they make things just to make it and you can ask the artist like oh what does this represent or you know if it's a landscape or whatever you're you're expecting or you should expect to hear a story like oh what is this landscape oh yeah i just did it is it a place that you visited hmm oh yeah 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 i've i've been there before okay is this near your house was this on a trail walk or was this a vacation like what is this oh yeah we were driving by and i just took a picture and i forgot all about it found it on my phone and just thought i'd do it okay you know like for me it's like i want to hear i want to hear about this place and let me tell you there was an artist I was in love with him okay i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna lie i was in love with this artist damn he's so fine <laughs> um he was also um a guitarist very very good very very oh he was just sexy anyway calm down see i'm getting hot i'm getting hot but he was an artist and he did watercolor and i think he um i think he included ink in his works but when i first met him i was like oh i like this one and it was of it was the two mountains that you that are in taos at taos pueblo you guys could probably look it up on google um just type in uh taos pueblo and you'll see the the famous mountain there in in the photo but um it was that and there was like a lot of tall trees and there was a man in the painting but he was um he was all black you know it was kind of like a shadow 
and in the painting it was like uh it looked like the sun was setting or whatever and i asked him about it i said uh i like this painting like what inspired you to do it and he was like oh i just did it and i was like okay um is there a story to it you know because i'm just that type of person like i want to know about what you're doing i'm an artist myself i have reason why i do my art and i want to get to know this person not because he was cute as hell but because he was another artist so i was like who is this man and he's like i don't know i'm like all right uh is he a hunter or is he a chief and the reason why i asked is because he painted this shadow this figure a certain way and he had a hood on and it looked like he was carrying something so if you have a hood on i'm thinking okay he's probably someone of importance because again in native american if you have something on your head that you're whether it's a headdress or whatever it means that you are someone of importance and him carrying something i didn't know if that was something that belongs to our kind of an altar or if it was his bow and arrow or something to defend himself so i'm like okay is he a chief or is he a hunter and he's like i don't know i just did it and i'm like okay so tell me you know and i started looking at the background i said is this a sunrise or is this a sunset sounds like a very stupid question right but for me it's like i want to know the theme of this painting and he was like, oh, yeah, well, whatever you want it to be. I'm like, dude, you're fine as fuck, but I don't like you. <laughs> See, and that's another thing. It's like, okay, so you're just capitalizing on your culture without really having a purpose to your culture or of your culture. Because we're two different tribes and i know of his tribe but i wanted to know more of his tribe i wanted to know more of their belief and and where they come from but he couldn't even provide that so it's like okay so um you're not really an artist and you're really not taos pueblo and he could fight with me all he wants because I'm going to be like, yo, dude, you shouldn't even be picking up a paintbrush and painting, painting this. You should not be painting your village if you're not going to have enough respect for it. To give it destiny, to give it a future. You just painted it, threw a price on it. And oh, whatever, whatever the person wants it to be, that's going to buy it fuck out of my face dude see to me that's disrespectful but hey 
it, it, it's he's just it's just a painting he's just an artist Adi, why why do you why do you do that like why are you trying to rain on someone's parade nah dude if anyone's raining on anything if anyone's putting anybody down it's him putting down all of where he comes from everything i don't give a fuck what you say i don't give a fuck what you think i'm not wrong for that i could go to a chief from his village and say or ask what do you think about this and if he's a good chief he'll check his ass but if he's a bad chief and says oh i don't know why you're coming to me with this bullshit and it's like yeah okay all right i can't say a lot of mean things but i don't think i'd be wrong no and he's actually turning his own people like he's a part of it you should have meaning to everything that you do everything there has to be a meaning it can't just be because of money if it's all about money dude you're done you're done you're gone you gotta have you gotta have strive man and i'm gonna tell you guys something i know a couple months ago i kept talking about iced tea well i'm gonna bring it up again and i'm talking about iced tea from you know body count you know rap artists svu (laughs) all right law and order I love when he was talking about his pops and he said that his pops, you know, got got murdered. But his pops told Ice-T before he died saying, if you want to, oh my God, how did he say it? I, I cannot say word for word. Oh my gosh, please forgive me. I forgot. But it was something along the lines of, If you want to, like, succeed at something, you got to be a professional at it. You have to be a professional. You can't just be that, say that you're that, and you not being professional about it. That stuck so hard with me. Because everything that I do, I am a professional at it. I am. You know? So, everything that you're doing, be a professional at it. And when I say be a professional at it, you got to know the ins and outs. There should not be something that you don't know of. You got to know everything about it. You got to know everything about it. See, it's kind of like being a DJ. You know, if... Bet your ass if I took a picture of my setup and if I sent it to Ralph, he would know every single thing that my mixer does and my turntables do. He would know every button, every knob, every level, every cue, the tempos, everything. He would know. I know he would know. I don't doubt him as a DJ. And I could look at his setup and tell him the same thing. You know, 
And with Dina, with her show, man, she does her research. She has all her music queued up. She don't ever miss anyone that goes in and out of her chat. This girl could multitask. She could say hello to you and write that shit in the chat. And she's still going on and on and on and on and on. (laughs) She's a professional at it. She actually has a description for your ass when she publishes an episode. She's a professional. We are professionals. We don't just turn on our cell phones and be like, hey. And then there's dead air and then you hear... I don't know, um, a potato chip bag, you're slurping on your Starbucks. See, like, that's a whole bunch of shit to edit. I'm not trying to edit. You know, I got background music, I got music queued up, and I like a clean cast. That's just me. But that's what makes us professionals. I could tell you guys about spray painting. Whether it's out of a can or from a spray gun that requires an air compressor. I can go into Home Depot and tell you every single tool that it's used for. I can go into a DJ shop. And I could spin on anything that's in there. And tell you what this does and what that does. I can go into an art supply shop and tell you which mediums are all in there and what kind of paper you should use and not use with certain mediums. I am a professional. And let me tell you, with the way the world is right now, they fucking need people like us. They just don't want to hear it. (laughs) we're good we're straight you know we have purpose we know how to do it we love doing it and we're not doing it for the money we're not doing it for the money that's what i love about us people that are focused on numbers downloads likes follows man You think you're winning. That's pretty funny. But whatever. (laughs) You just gotta let stupid asses think that way. But. If I were to. Give you takeaways from this episode. The takeaway would be. Have a purpose. And. Be a professional at it. No everything about it you must know everything about it everything and you know don't be afraid to learn new things because i was quite intimidated at first spinning on a fucking laptop i never spun on a laptop before you know like back then you know it was just throw on a record you knew where to cue it up you didn't have to look at at a screen to be like oh well where's the vocals nah dude we fucking knew where it was at (laughs) 
you gotta know you know i had to learn i had to learn you know like the pro the programs and everything like that i was like man are you and then when i got you know like i told you i look at it once or twice and i knew how to do it boom they're like oh shit you have done this before you were lying to us. No, I wasn't lying. I just watched how you did it, and I just looked at the screen like, oh, okay. So if I already knew how to do it on the turntables, the only thing that I was missing was a screen. That's it. Um, Dina says, your work from your painting to your furniture, I'll have a meaning. Yes, they do. Yep. Ralph says, me either. I hated using a controller, but I, I'm still learning. Yep. Uh, I'm learning stuff for my station that is killing me to figure out, but I have to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, my mom, she listens to both of you guys' podcasts, right? She's so sad that she can't download your app, Ralph, because... Her phone is too old. So I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest to get her a phone, like a new phone. That way she can have all of you guys to listen to. <laughs> she has a Flintstone phone. <laughs> it's just a flat rock. <laughs> and I'll just I'll just etch your um I'll just etch your your app icon <laughs> on the rock. <laughs> I shouldn't say that though, so mean. I know my mom would be like, God, what? <laughs> Thanks, Chris, for liking the show. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell her, Ralph. Oh my God. Yeah, when I was fangirling over you years ago, that's my mom today. <laughs> you know what? Smile. I'm going to screenshot this. And show my mom. My mom's gonna be like, oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. But yeah. Find your purpose and be a professional at it. And that's coming from Ice T's Pops. Yes, she is. She's my best friend. So is my dad. He's my best friend. When we did deliveries, I think it was like a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, you want to listen to Ralph? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then so I put it on. And <laughs> my mom, she's like, turn here, turn here to go down a certain street. And I was like, OK, why? And she's like, to get coffee. <laughs> so my mom yeah she met oh my god i can't because every time i put it on she'll like look at me and i'm like right away mom we're not gonna get coffee right now we're on a roll like <laughs> and then she'll sit back in her seat <laughs> and she's like okay but don't worry i i still i put on another episode <laughs> and i get her coffee yeah so. <laughs> yeah, and with Dina, 
my mom, oh, my mom loves all the music that you play. And so <laughs> every time we're playing Dina's uh, episodes, my mom, she has me go into my Amazon Music or Spotify. <laughs> and she makes me download all of those songs that were in those episodes. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I'm like, you know what? Dina and Ralph owe me. They're making me have to do extra shit for my mom. <laughs> they can't just listen to it and just be cool with it. No. They want a playlist and they want coffee. <laughs> oh my god. I swear. I swear. <laughs> Mm. let's see um and you guys drink cold coffee it's okay no my mom she she doesn't like iced coffee yeah she gets hot coffee so don't worry <laughs> dance oh my gosh coffee and music yes <laughs> Rob says I like her more yeah she likes you Yep. And let me tell you, my mom, she's not interested in podcasts. Unless it's, of course, mine. She loves my podcast. She's like, hey, you're so funny. Even when I talk about, like, intimate moments, my mom's, like, laughing her ass off. And, <laughs> and she likes uh, Dina and Ralph's podcast. She's not interested. Well, there's another one too, but it's it's more of like a reaction channel. Like she'll tolerate that one, but yeah, she's not into podcasts. She listens to the radio, and uh, yeah, we talk shit about two <laughs> two radio hosts because they're so fucking full of themselves. Like they're they remind us of Fraser Crane from the TV show Fraser. You know how he likes to hear his own voice. That's how these bitches are, and they're like old bitches. So they're like radio show hosts in my city. Yeah, we can't stand them. We'll listen to them just to hear their bullshit advice. And I'm like, oh my God, mom, I'm going to do a podcast on this. And she's like, oh, that would be such a great cast. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to drag these bitches. And every time they're doing their show while we're doing deliveries, I'm talking shit the whole damn time. And my mom's like, you should kick on um, a live stream. And I'm like, no, because we're moving around in a car and I don't want to lose uh, internet. So, and my mom, yeah, she, she loves you guys for sure. <laughs> um, Ralph asked, are you open with her on your personal stuff? Yes, she knows. Yeah, she knows. Um, you know, she's my she's my best friend, but she's still my mom, you know, and she knows that there's some things that I can't talk to her about. But as far as like my sex life, like she knows little things like when I say stuff like like, um, oh, I don't like I don't like females. I like to suck dick or I suck dick. Like when I say things like that, you know, I know my mom like she's. I don't want to say like she pretends like she don't hear it, but she knows that I'm an adult. Like she knows. Like she, um, 
were you there, Ralph, when I said that um, that my teeth are fake? But in case you didn't know, yeah, I have I have a full set of dentures. But even then, like my mom, she knew that that was a concern of mine. Like she knew it, cause I was like, I don't know if I can ever get intimate, you know, going down on a man or even kissing like french kissing somebody with a hockey puck in my mouth you know what i mean so my mom like she she knows like she knew and you know she respects it you know for her she just wants me to be with the right one so you know and my dad when he hears it he doesn't understand it you know <laughs> You know, because uh, my dad's first uh, language wasn't English. It's Hopi, so he doesn't know. But, um, Ralph says, at least you always have a, have a pearly white picture for sure. Dude, I was scared. Yeah, I think I told you guys the story about that. I just went in to get one tooth pulled and they were like, hey, we have to knock out all your teeth. And I was like, what? Yeah, and then when they told me that my that my uh, jawbone was dissolving very quickly like an old person, I was like, oh my God, my life is over. Because they were like, yeah, they said that I had perfect teeth. It was just my jawbone, top and bottom, that was dissolving rapidly like an older person that um, that is losing calcium in their bone. So, yeah, it's <laughs> in the beginning, it was kind of funny um, when I finally got when I accepted it. Everybody was like, dang, you got perfect teeth. I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then I tell them, you know, very like uh, very quickly, like, oh, yeah, like I had to get them all knocked out. And they were like, why? And then I jokingly said, like. <laughs> You ever got hit in the face with a two by four? And everybody's like, oh my God. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like laughing. <laughs> They're like, I'm like, no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> but it, it was funny at the time. But yeah, and they thought it was real because I'm a woodworker. So they all thought it was, I was, you know, telling the truth that I got hit in the face with a two by four. I know it was, it was fucked up, but I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop telling that joke because <laughs> everybody's everybody's getting mad at me and shit, saying that I'm being mean or like I'm downing myself. And it's like, no, like I'm happy I got it done because my, uh, my headaches would have gotten worse. Um, you know, I did it for my health, you know, because I don't, I don't want problems in my mouth you know forever so you know i just had it done and uh when people talk shit to me about it i'm just like hey good luck on your first one or good luck when it happens to you because it, it fucks with you it really does that's why when people talk shit to me i'm just like dude <laughs> like i know that i told you that you're not hurting me dude because i everything that i've done i i've done it like, I okayed everything. Like, it's fine. <clears throat> you know? But anyhow, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about things from the Twitter. From the Twitter. 
All right, so uh, hang tight. Are we all being nasty? <laughs> I think we was all being nasty. And you know what? I played that song because I was doing deliveries to that song last night. And I just had my shit on shuffle. And I was like, holy shit, this is high school right here. <laughs> uh, Dina's feeling good, just tired. Same. Same for sure. Oh, man, last night, <laughs> I almost didn't go to work doing my Amazon block. And, um, yeah, you guys would have seen it on my Instagram. I believe it's still up there. It's under uh, KissCut, K-I-S-S-K-U-T-T. And, um, yo, I didn't even want to go to my Amazon block last night. But anyhow, let me tell you guys very quickly. So I went inside, and I was waiting for my shift. And usually they allow us to um, clock in, uh, like, 15 minutes early. So I did that, and, yo, I was kicking back inside the warehouse for like 45 minutes waiting for my block and like there was a ton of us waiting and um yeah if you guys look at the picture you would have seen that i took a picture of um well showed a picture of a partially <laughs> propped up uh security guard he was just getting after everybody just seemed like for the fuck of it and i'm just sick of his ass like i've ever since i started working there i was like dude this guy better not say a goddamn thing to me and he tries to he really does like i'll go up to the machine where you uh where you scan your id and he's like hovering me and then i'll just look over my shoulder like yo can you step back a few feet and he'll like back up and like you can't say nothing to me all i'm doing is scanning my badge like what the fuck dude and so <laughs> i scan it and he's just like okay well you're ready to go like go like and i'm just like dude anything just to say anything to me but whatever i went back to my cart and i started waiting and you guys know that I have like a lower back problem. So I'm just like, you know, kind of getting like my back was getting tight and all that. So um, I had my eye on these two chairs, but somebody was already sitting in there. So um, I waited and I looked back over there and one seat was available. So I fucking sprinted over there and I <laughs> sat, sat my ass down. And there was this girl sitting next to me. And let me say this, okay? This is, this is... I guess an opinion or whatever but it just goes back to what i said in my previous episode that i'm just sick and tired of you know people that are clearly okay they're clearly from the ghetto okay they're they're hood bitches dudes from the hood you know they all have that hood swag and things like that but I heard her talking on the phone to some dude. And I don't get how... I mean, even if they're friends, I don't know if they're fucking each other. But it's just a way that they were talking to each other. I would never talk to you guys like that. But I suppose that's just where they're from. 
you know, maybe their parents talk to them like that. I don't know. I don't think it's right because it's like, damn, that's kind of harsh, you know. But just the way that they were talking to each other and I was just kind of like, man, I can't be friends with someone like that. Like, I could know you and be like, hey, yo, what up? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're, we're cool, but I don't think we're like friends. But... I was just kind of like, damn, you know, and it sounded like they was going to get into some shit as far as like transporting, but I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to hear it because I'm sitting like right next to her and she's looking at me and I'm just like looking back at her and she's trying to dog me and I'm looking at her like, bitch, I don't give a fuck what you guys do because whatever you guys are going to do, you're, you guys are going to get caught up then what then you're gonna be wishing that you just stuck with amazon bitch so get the fuck out of my face like quit looking at me like that i'm ignoring you just ignore me i don't have no fucking interest in who the fuck you're talking to or what the fuck you guys are about to do anyways so <laughs> 45 minutes goes by and she gets up and she leaves and i'm like oh good riddance get away from me but then guess who got to sit right next to me? Yeah, the security guard. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I just turned the other way like, and he's like, hi. And then I look at him and I'm like, hey. <laughs> and he's like trying to talk to me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, how come there's no packages? Is it because there's no packages or is there, like, hardly any workers? And he was like, well, I guess you're, um, you're, um, making money doing nothing. And I was looking at him like, the fuck did you say? <laughs> like, motherfucker, I'm trying to work. And I was about to get in his face talking about, Oh, yeah, like I'm making money doing nothing. It's fucking wasting my time because I had a block from 6 o'clock p.m. to 10 o'clock p.m. So if 45 minutes already went by, it just elongates my block, my time. So I was like, yeah, that means I'm going to be out there until 1045. When I should be done at like by 10. 9.30, hopefully. <laughs> Dina says he likes you. <laughs> uh, he wouldn't want that. He wouldn't want that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're funny. <laughs> Six feet, dude. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you talking about the picture? Uh, Dina says, let me have my damn packages. Yup, that's how I was. Hey, you might get your packages quicker, right? <laughs> Yo, give me my cart. But no, I was, yeah, I was about to get in his face like, yo, it's, it's the time. You know, it's the time. And then he's like, look at your phone. And then I looked at my phone and it said, oh, there's no deliveries. There's no packages. You're free to go and you're paid. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm out of here. And so, you know, just to 
keep it cool with the dude i was just like hey like when do you go home and he's like oh i go home at 10 and i'm like well when you go home you know you know enjoy yourself you know get some rest and i'll see you tomorrow and he was like hey okay so yeah i got back into my car and then i ended up doing uber eats and that's when you guys can look at all the um all of my instagram you know i picked up at um ihop i tried getting on with walmart spark but there wasn't any good offer so i was like all right well that's cool but um anyhow let's get into twitter really really quick i don't think there's much to say about it other than um somebody that i follow on twitter um retweeted something that someone else was that they posted and basically the guy was saying um yo fatherhood has been kicking me in the ass this whole year and he was like saying that he he can't just drink anymore he can't just smoke anymore he can't just kick back and hang out with his friends now i have thoughts about that particular tweet but guess what that guy that posted that one deleted it so i was like okay that was a pussy move to not only delete it but that you posted that in the first goddamn place all right but the guy that i was originally following he wrote a response to that and his response was this is why i don't have kids and will not ever consider it i feel this man's pain he is justified in having these feelings and in validating that that is toxic what are you guys' thoughts on that I mean, sure, you can have that want or, I guess, avoidance of parenthood. You know, there was a time in my life, I want to say when I was like in my early 20s, that I didn't want kids. There was a time that, yeah, I didn't want kids. I can't really tell you why I didn't want kids at that time, but now I do. Do I think my body can handle it? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can take pain very well, but that's just scary, okay? <laughs> but... For a man to be like, I don't want to have kids. What would make me be like, okay, I respect that. Would be if the guy said I'm not financially stable yet. Or I haven't found the one. Um, you know, I want to, you know, have a stable home. You know, reliable transportation. You know, things like that. I could respect a man for that, for not wanting kids because of those things, or you know, his his health isn't that good, you know, whatever. Those those are completely understandable. Hey, what's going on? No, what up? 
but the guy that I'm following and that guy that tweeted it saying that oh it's been a bad year because I can't just smoke I can't just drink I can't just hang with my buddies oh my god my opinion he's a bitch okay because that sounds pretty selfish like you want to get away from your newborn and I don't know if you know the chick is your wife or she's just your girlfriend or if she's just a friend right that's making you do fatherhood duties shit that you're supposed to do you're supposed to do those things right and it's really sad that he don't like it so why don't you just man up you know if, if it's really important to you to just pick up a blunt and smoke to pick up a drink and drink and go back to your bromances okay with your homeboys have nothing to do with the kid have nothing to do with that life that female and pay that child support but no you would rather not do that not go through the the child support and all of that like you think you're dodging this shit you're dodging it and i bet your ass anything that when he posted it because he posted it and then deleted it so maybe the girl hopefully i really hope that this happened that she screenshotted that fucking tweet to take his ass to court and be like yo judge he don't want the father responsibilities but i'm gonna make his ass pay because he wrote this shit he don't want nothing to do with his kid he don't want nothing to do with me or this life and i hope the judge grants her child support and the pussy deleted it that shit's crazy dude like you actually went and vented publicly that's your damn fault and it's your damn fault that you probably should have been wearing protection that night when you fucked her while intoxicated with your blunt and your drink The fuck was you doing? I don't know, dude. Like, I can drag that motherfucker all day. You know what I'm saying? But, um, let's see. Dina says he can't do those things because of his kids. Hmm. Well, that is what happens when you bring a child into the world. Responsibility. Yes. What's up to all the bots in the chat? <laughs> what up, bots? <laughs> but anyhow. um, So that's my opinion about it. And the dude that I'm following, the one that said, this is why I don't have kids and will not ever consider it.
Again, if you don't want kids, right, for those other reasons that I said, you know, if you're not financially stable, you know, all of those things, again, I respect that. But choosing not to have kids because you'll lose your freedom, you're half-assed right. You're half-assed right. You know, yes, you do have that choice if you want to have them or not. To lose your freedom or, you know, just pure selfishness. Yes, do the world a favor and don't have kids because of your selfishness. Yes, don't have kids. But I'm just going to leave them alone right there on that one. But I am going to speak to the women. Ladies. When a guy tells you they don't ever want kids, leave them the fuck alone. Leave them alone. Do not try to change their mind like you're just the baddest bitch and you can make any guy do whatever the fuck you want them to do. Or I can convince this guy to fuck me and get me pregnant. That way I can lock his ass down. I'm going to be that bitch to change his mind. Because bitches get fucking cocky like that all the damn time. Every bitch thinks that they can convince a guy to do it for them and them only. Ladies, you got to quit that. When a guy tells you I do not want kids, you got to ask yourself. You got to ask yourself. Should I be wasting my time on this person? Your answer should be to walk the fuck away. Walk away. Because if you want kids and a family and you want to get married one day, he is not the one. He will never be the one. He won't. So let him go. Let it go. Find someone else. That is more a man. And will be the man for you. Because someone like that. Just so they can drink. Just so they can smoke. And hang with their bros. And fuck all the bitches that they want. No commitment. You really want to change someone like that. And be with someone like that. Hell no. Don't do it. Leave them alone. Um, talking about I feel this man's pain. Man, I'm about to unfollow this motherfucker. Because it's selfish to a point, you know? But I don't know. I guess your head can be uh, in the right place. But when it comes to the things that you think you can't live or do without, man, you get flipped all the way upside down. I'm just going to leave it at that. And let me tell you. Uh, Hold on just a second. See if I can find it. What did I do with it? Oh, my God. I'm looking on my Twitter. I'm looking at my Twitter. Oh, right here. 
Okay, so somebody on Twitter posted this saying somebody stole $95 worth of food today from my kids in and DoorDash allowed it to happen. Then they said I'll have to order it again and pay for it again. DoorDash is a scam. Not only with the with their dasher with these customers. What? Is it my reading? Can't be my reading. <laughs> Let's reread that. DoorDash is a scam. Not only with their dasher with their customers. Okay, maybe it just rewrote itself. I don't know. I've worked DoorDash. I've worked DoorDash in order from there as well. See, this it's not me. <laughs> Damn sure won't be won't be anymore. Fuck DoorDash. Okay, that was um my mind just went everywhere reading that. Um okay, so a dasher, a delivery driver um, stole $95 worth of food and DoorDash allowed it to happen. I can't speak on that, um, only because every time I had an issue with, with DoorDash as a driver, okay, I'm going to respond to this as a driver. So, okay, you order food that is $95 worth, right? And Adi, you know, me, <laughs> received the order. $95 worth of food. Now, this is a perfect example of what I posted yesterday on Instagram. So, I had an order going from, it was going for $6 in some sense, going three miles. I accepted it okay and I got to the place and I was able to see then what the person ordered they ordered six items now items does not mean individually for some restaurants so if I were to go to jack-in-a-box and if it said six orders it could be um, or six items, excuse me. So if you order a meal, it's a drink, fries, and a sandwich. That counts as three things. But at other restaurants, it could mean all of those three things, but it equals one, one meal. But there's three items in it. Motherfucker, for $6, you're trying to have me haul at least three meals so that's three drinks three fries three sandwiches plus you know the rest that's a heavy ass order already it's not worth the six dollars it's not if it was one meal you know drink fries and a sandwich for six dollars three miles sure absolutely would have delivered it no problem but when you have me hauling all of those things and then you hit me up saying, oh, here's the gate code. And let me tell you, even though they give you a gate code does not mean it's going to work. Does not mean that it's going to work. <laughs> because first of all, there's some gate codes that just need the numbers. 
A motherfucker can send you a three-digit pin code. They'll put a pound at the front of it. So you put it in as they type it to you. Guess what? It don't work. So you put in the numbers and then the pound code. Guess what? Still doesn't work. So you're sitting there like a dumbass, right? You're calling them. They're not answering. You're messaging them. They're not reading it or responding to it. So what do you do? You got a $95 order with all those heavy ass things and you look at the address. Come to find out you got to go up three flights of fucking stairs in the dark. So you got to haul not just two hot bags full of crap that is obviously clearly not worth $6. But bitch, you're in the dark going up three flights of stairs. How the hell are you going to carry your flashlight? And you can't find parking. You can't even get to get into the fucking complex. Fuck yeah, I'll cancel. Hell yeah. And I've done that last night. I was like, hell no. It is not worth $6. Carrying all those fucking items. Up to flights. Of, I, man. You got to throw me a full bill to do that. I make my $100 bill, shit. I won't, bitch. I better see that shit in my bank account or in my hand. Or I'm having me a $95 dinner. So, we only know what people tell us. All right, so this person says, somebody stole $95 worth of food today for my kids and DoorDash allowed it to happen. Well, let's talk about what this bitch was not, did not tell us. Were you in a gated community? It's either yay or nay. Okay, if it's a yay, did you give them the fucking gate code? Yay or nay, and let me tell you, this bitch could be lying. Right? Okay. Do you live on the third fucking floor? Do you have an elevator? Again, she could lie and say, yeah, I have. there's an elevator. Probably couldn't find parking. Or maybe you are so demanding. Maybe you called the dasher, you know, the driver. Maybe you bitch to them saying... Hey, get me extra napkins. Get me this. Give me that. If you don't, or if you do, there'll be more tip. And usually when they say, oh, I'm going to tip you more, chances are they're not. Especially with DoorDash. You cannot add more tip and you cannot take away your tip. So when they accepted your order, it was probably a low paying order and maybe the miles was okay. And that's why they ended up taking the order anyways. But if it does not say expected tip, they just got themselves a $95 meal because there's little hints that DoorDash gives us drivers that there is a possibility that you did not tip. So 
again, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm just guessing because people lie. You know, there's a lot of people that get their food. They get everything they want. They get everything that they want. All they got to do is go to the app to support and say, oh, I didn't get my fries when the fries is sitting there. And what's DoorDash going to do? They're going to give them a full refund and they just got their whole meal for free. I do not recommend you guys do that. Do not do that. Don't do that. That's fucked up on your part. Don't do that. You're wrong for that. But people do it and people lie. So for all we know, this lady could be lying. Just to... She didn't have to tag DoorDash in in the tweet. But she tweeted DoorDash and of course DoorDash responded. Hey so-and-so, I'm so sorry to hear that you didn't receive your order. I would be just as upset in this situation. Please send us a DM with the email, phone number, and order date. And we'll see what we can do to correct this. Yeah. They're going to refund her money. Which, if she really did not get her order, sure, refund it. But I am not going to allow this bitch to pass with all that. She did everything right. It could be just as simple as not getting into the complex, not finding parking. You could be up three flights of fucking stairs with the whole ass fucking banquet for 20 people that you expect them to haul all the way up to your third floor apartment and not offer to help. For $6. And oh. When you don't get your shit. Or and. If you did get all your shit. You still don't tip them. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. I remember I went the distance for one customer. They were going like. 20 miles and I think I did that delivery for $5 believe it or not this was when I first started doing deliveries fucking did it right because I I was afraid that I was going to be penalized if I didn't do it if I knew then what I know now oh dude they could suck a dick but I did everything that they wanted me to do it was so hard to find their apartment I could not find parking They were up four flights of stairs and their elevator was broke. I got no fucking guidance, no nothing. Dropped that off and as soon as I marked it as delivered, it said customer, no tip, zero tip. And I got $5.06 for that delivery and drove 20 fucking miles. I waited like a little over 10 minutes for that entire order. And I had to haul up three full hot bags of food up four flights of stairs for $5.06. So this bitch, I think, was lying. 
and yeah she couldn't even write this tweet correctly i mean you guys heard me read it sounds like they're lying now when she said doordash is a scam as a driver yes yeah i think they're a whole ass scam because let me open up doordash right now and this is just my account this isn't everyone else's um if you're a top dasher you're crazy but whatever you you just take whatever you can get if this is your full-time job not knocking you for it but even though you're doing all this work for doordash hell yeah i do think doordash is a scam and they can deactivate my account for saying that i don't give a damn like all this money they're making they cannot uh i'm not gonna say afford because they sure can afford it they cannot have or program or get someone to program them a better app the app glitches um whether you're using wi-fi or your own data it crashes it freezes it makes you miss offers and when you miss an offer when the app is glitching and freezing guess what it's not their fault it's your fault it's your fault because oh well we tried to give you an offer but you didn't respond to it you didn't you know accept it so um yeah you're penalized you know that that wasn't us it wasn't us and you can tell them yo bitch it was a fucking app oh well maybe your phone maybe your phone needs an update no bitch your fucking app that you work for this whole fucking whole ass company needs to update the whole fucking app and the system it is not my fault Oh, well, maybe you were in a bad area. See, it's never their fault. It's never their fault. Never. You're the loser. Not them. See, that whole time I was making this speech, DoorDash, the app, is still trying to think. It's still trying to think. It's just a red screen. That whole last time I was talking telling you guys that i have my wi-fi on and mid rent i turn off my wi-fi and it's stuck oh but it's my fault i could tell the bitch like hey i have my wi-fi on and i turned it off so what now bitch Oh, well, maybe you need a new phone. Oh, okay, well, is DoorDash going to provide me the funds to get another $1,000 phone? How nice. Yes. Send me a new phone. I want the latest version of cell phone. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that's that, that's what you're implying. That I need a new phone, right? And I guess, you know, working for DoorDash so I can get the DoorDash app working, you're going to give me a new phone. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I said. Well, that's what you should be doing. Supply us with the better shit. Oh, no, but it's our fault. See, I can't get on with DoorDash. 
They're probably listening to me right now. See, I closed out the app. I'm restarting it. Looking at a red screen with their stupid ass logo on it. Nothing. It should be pulled up by now. Oh. It's probably my phone. And then they try to tell you, oh, maybe it's the, all the apps that you have downloaded on your phone. Okay, so what you're saying is that I should only have one app on my whole entire phone? And that should just be the DoorDash app? Oh, my God. See how they do shit? That's their loopholes. It's always your fault. You're the sucker. It's never them. They're never the losers. But anyhow, the reason why I wanted to tap into my DoorDash was to tell you guys my acceptance rate and where I was going with it. So a couple weeks ago, I got a message on DoorDash saying, hey, um, you got a very low acceptance rate. And acceptance rate is the offers that I accept and the offers that I decline. But usually when dashers, when we say to each other, what's your acceptance rate? It's literally all the offers that we declined and mine is like 30 (laughs) percent my acceptance rate is at 30 percent (laughs) so it's very very low um but they sent me a message saying hey we see that your customer rating is really really high you know you're doing really good with the with the customers And uh, to reward you, we're going to offer you to clear up your acceptance rate. We'll give you a brand new acceptance rate. Just do this, this, and this. So I did this, this, and this. And they're like, okay, you're set. You're ready to go. So I kicked on the app and I was like, okay, let's see what these motherfuckers did for me. Boom. My acceptance rate was back at 100%. Okay, sweet. But guess what? Still didn't change the fact that they were throwing me still low bullshit orders. So guess what I did? I declined it like how I normally would. I'm not going to fake shit, you know, with what they've done. I'm not special. I'm pretty sure they re-upped everyone else's acceptance rate not just mine you know i'm not stupid i know i'm not special to these people i don't mean nothing but (laughs) i look at my acceptance rate i went from a hundred percent to fifty percent i was like wow declining one offer fifty percent Honestly, it should have went down to like 99.99%. 50. 50. (laughs) I was like, bye, Felicia. Fucking logged out. I was like, I knew it. Yeah, Dina. Dina says, wow, that is crazy. Yes. We're just numbers to them. That's it. And they know people need the work. People, uh, they know that people need the money. 
But oh fuck their car, their maintenances, and the gas prices, and their mileages, the wear and tear on their car. Fuck that. If they want to work for us, they, that's what comes with working with us. But we expect them to take every single order. Even an offer that is $1.50 going 11 miles. Oh, but don't worry, Adi. There's a slight chance that there is a tip involved. Yo, if you really want us to take these bullshit-ass orders, you should tell us what our tips are. That's another thing that they do. They hide tips from us. We are independent contractors, right? We should have, or it is our choice, that we want to see our entire pay. But they withhold that information on purpose from us. That's why for me, I only go $2 a mile. And I was watching this girl on TikTok. She said that she does a dollar a mile. Okay, well, I hope you have a fuel efficient car. You know, then I have nothing to argue with you about. But I have what you call a luxury vehicle. It's not a flex. It is a lot of maintenance. My car, I'll pay that. I love my car. I'll pay that. The thing that I'm picking on is these big corporations taking advantage of people that don't know any better. They just see the dollar amount because they're desperate to pay their bills, feed their families. That's wrong. Uh, Dina says, why would you want to work for them for what you get paid? Insane. Yeah, I know it, it can be. You know, it's um, there are some good payouts, but the majority of the time, um, if you are declining orders that are bullshit, you know, that's obviously your choice. I don't move for a low pay. I move for good pay. It, it that's just my choice. But people, th this is what kills me. I don't enjoy seeing people in their 50s doing this because you know people that are in their 50s and older, you know they are doing every single order. You know that they are. And I feel like DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these gig apps, I know they are targeting uh, people in their early 20s and in their 50s and up. They're hiring those people more because they know that they will do anything. Dude. And I talked with a older gentleman. And, you know, we got into the conversation and I said, if I may ask, um, how much are they offering you for this? And he showed me his screen and for a limited time, it does tell you still on the screen how much they're paying you. This poor thing was hauling because we were looking at the menu on his app and they ordered like four meals, like two or three happy meals. So you're looking at a heavy item, a heavy delivery poor thing he was getting paid two dollars and fifty cents going 13 miles and i said i wish you would cancel that and he goes 
young lady he said if i knew how to cancel it i would and right then i showed him how to cancel those orders i showed him how and after he declined it and he immediately signed out what's going on napoleon what up i said can i have a look into your app and he goes yeah sure he's like you saved me you know you could do whatever you want <laughs> and i'm like all right oh that's good to hear napoleon that's what's up i'm doing good thank you um this poor guy he was working six hours six hours and he only made 31 dollars Oh, you missed me, huh? Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> I think you're joking, but that's fine. You put a laughing face in there. Hi, ah, see, I knew you was lying. You didn't miss me. You didn't miss me. <laughs> it's cool, though. Happy to have you. But he was like, I am so tired. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, <sighs> I just felt like giving him all my earnings. You know, I was working for like an hour and a half, close to two hours. And I had already made like 90 bucks. And I just felt like giving him all my money. And he's like man he was like i wondered how people make it doing this and i said it's not for taking every order i said it's not and he said i'm just afraid that i'll be fired and i said they won't fire you they need people to make these deliveries they're not gonna fire you i said you cannot be deactivated unless you're taking everybody's meals you know if you if you took everybody's meals three times in a row then yeah you'll be terminated but you're not doing that and i showed him you know how to get out of orders that he didn't want anymore and now he's good to go and i stayed with him and you know just so he could get the hang of it and i said try to go two two dollars a mile and it was so crazy because he received a $20 offer going six miles. And it was for only three meals. And I said, that's a pretty good order. And with DoorDash, whatever they offer you that you accepted it, um, it can't change. It, it can't be, they can never uh, tamper with your tip. Um, let's see. Dina says, but he had a work ethic and worked it good for you showing him yes it's just sad i don't like seeing older people doing gig works it just breaks my heart they should be at home enjoying their their home that they worked all their lives for they should be with their partner their grandkids they should be on the golf course enjoying themselves with a the margarita and 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, they they done their work. You know what I mean? Um, we're just talking about gig work, uh, Napoleon. Yeah. Um, I do gig work, and I was just showing an older gentleman how to um, pick better orders so that he's not wasting him wasting his time and his wear and tear on his vehicle um, so he can get higher pay. Ah, oh, thank you, Napoleon. Thank you. Thanks, Chris, for liking the show. I'm glad you're still here with us. Thank you, Napoleon, once again. But yeah, man. Dude, over the years that I've been doing this, you don't know how many older people I've shown them how to get out of an order that they didn't want to do. Yep. I've helped older women, you know, older men, you know, even like these 20 year olds that are doing it. They're just like, yo, how do I get out of this? And I showed them, I'm like, man, don't be a sucker, man. I know the dollar amount looks good, but what you're not looking at is the mileage. Yeah, you can get an offer for $19, but it's taking you 34 miles the opposite way. You know, and then when you get out there in the middle of nowhere, nobody out there is ordering. So you just wasted gas and you got to waste gas to go back into town to get more orders. So you kind of got to make up for the gas that you lost. But see, these gig apps, they don't give a fuck. If you accepted the order, they expect you to finish it. Yeah, you get paid, but it wasn't worth it because it's worth the wear, it's not worth the wear and tear. It's not worth the gas. It's not worth you going, walking up 11 flights of fucking stairs with no, ele- with no elevator. You got to find parking. You got to haul so, so many bags of food up with no one to help you. And you got to hope and pray that you're at the right building. Oh, guess what? Sorry. This apartment isn't in this building. It's the next building next door. Oh, yeah, and uh, it's across the street. Yeah, there's two apartment complexes with the same name. And you're already up 11 flights of stairs on foot. That's crazy. (laughs) But anyhow... We have run out of time. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Dina Joe, the Ralph William Podcast, Chris Wilson, everybody that has joined me on this uh, episode. Thank you so much for being here. And if you are catching me on the replay, thank you all so much for pressing play. Don't forget to add, rate, comment, subscribe, follow, and share. And I will talk to you guys in the next Why Run Podcast Live. Peace.